Well, hello, friends. It's your pal Jepabai. Welcome to another episode of the Fractured Brain. I am your host, of course, your pal Jepabai. So, hmm, I'm unable to sleep for the first time in quite a while. Got a lot on my mind. Uh, fell asleep a little while ago and then just woke up, just wide awake. And it's actually been going on for, well, you know, the waking, not so much, but the just interrupted sleep patterns. Yeah. Getting up and, you know going to the bathroom or whatever, you know, because I drink so much water, you know, three liters a day does take its toll, <laughs> but, uh, this isn't it, it's, it's been a stirring for the past couple of weeks, um, I don't know what it is, uh, it, 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 it almost, the best way I guess I can describe it is that it just feels like almost like when my children were about to be born you know you don't know when they're going to be born you you can't predict the exact time but you're anticipating it and uh and then when it happens it's like oh okay and then there's the stress, the worry, the going through it, and and and, and then waiting, you know, because as a father, that's all you can do is just sit and wait. And, uh, and then bam, boom, bam, it happens, and, and it's like, great, you know, and you get the news, you know, all is well, we slapped the butt, baby cried, bam, boom, bam. Then, you know, the, the the doctor visits after that and make sure mama's okay, make sure the baby's okay, and you're told everything is fine. And then, then it really begins because, you know, you go through the joyful period and then you go through the, the period of not being able to sleep because the crying and, you know, constant needing of attention. And then... They get to that wonderful stage of, of uh, playfulness. And you watch them become aware. And it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. And then, you know, before you know it, they're going to school. Then you got to deal with that, that fear, you know, because... We all know what it's like, you know, school is, 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 is different and now they're going to be around other kids. And of course me being a germaphobe, uh, the, the thing I always hated the most about, <laughs> uh, about my kids going to school is, you know, oh gosh, now they're going to bring all these germs home, you know, from all these other brats and, and, uh, you know, and get me sick and blah, 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 you know, all the, you know, that kind of stuff happens, but and then you worry about, you know, are they being made fun of? Are people picking on them? Are they okay? Are they adapting? 
Um, and then it just, they blossom, they grow, they get friends, they start doing their things. Then before you know it, they're teenagers. And then before you know it, they're adults and they're living on their own. And, uh, or they're still living with you and you're wondering, okay, what is it that you're planning on doing? I know with my kids, it was, it was that way. My, my eldest, uh, Deborah, she, <laughs> you know, she was, uh, I think, uh, 22, uh, before she, uh, strangely left home. She, went to uh, a, a friend's get-together and uh, we had just moved to Alabama. She got a job over at Best Buy and then she just uh, said, hey, yeah, a bunch of us are getting together tonight over at a friend's house and gave us the address and everything else because, you know, it's an all-new area to us and, you know, she said, so I'll see you guys later. And then she was gone for like two days and, and, you know, Helen had to finally text her and say, you know, if you don't text me back here in the next few minutes, you know, I'm going to give you a half hour. If you don't text me back. I'm going to call the cops. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden she texts back. I'm fine. Everything's cool. I just, you know, just decided to hang out here. And then, uh, and then over the next like month, she would just like, show up she she was going to work she was doing her thing but then she just showed up and would pack a bag and then slowly but surely her room was emptying and then she just moved out and it was really weird and she she, she said she just didn't have the heart to tell us that she just wanted to move out and she became roommates with uh with a friend of hers from work and and uh and then, you know, eventually married the guy, you know, so it was, it was just, uh, it was hilarious, but, you know, she found her way and, and she's, you know, she's done well for herself and I'm proud of her. And then, uh, you know, Annika, she was, I don't know, 19, 20, 21. I, I don't, I don't even remember, but she was definitely already past 20 and, and then she finally moved out and got her own place. I mean, uh, and, uh, she was back and forth, you know, and then she'd come home and then she would leave again and then she would come home. And then, uh, and then of course my son Shiloh is 20 and, you know, he's, he's still here, still trying to decide his path and, and what to do. And, uh, I, you know, I, and uh, obviously him having Asperger's makes it a little, little more difficult. It's, it's a little more different. Um, and I, and I think my eldest uh, has Asperger's as well. But uh, so maybe it just takes them a little longer. I don't know. Uh, hilariously enough, uh, a few years ago, uh, a, a therapist I was going to had me take a test. And, uh, just for her own curiosity and said that I was on the spectrum and, uh, but she said, you know, it's, it's, it's okay because you've already adapted. You, you've lived your life. You've, you know, I'm sure you have your trip ups here and there, but you know, I just, I just wanted to kind of know because your personality traits kind of exhibit that. 
and uh, she said, you're just high functioning, but you know, definitely there's that uh, autism that I could see in just speaking with you and stuff, you know, and you know, she's a trained expert, so she, you know, but she, she just wanted to know for herself, but it was like she said, you know, I mean, you're, you're well in, you know, you're adjusted, you've done your, you've lived your life, you know. Um, but you know, it's funny. I just couldn't wait to leave home. You know, I remember, you know, and it wasn't that I hated my home life or whatever. I just was very, very excited to start my life. You know, I started deliverance when I was 15 and, uh, you know, we were playing the, the sunset strip and we were doing gigs and then we started going to San Francisco and then San Diego and you know, I, I was ready to take, take this show on the road, wanted to go to the, you know, to the world and wanted to be on my own. And it wasn't that I felt like my parents were holding me back or, or my family or anything like that. Not, not at all. It's just, I wanted to be on my own and, and Helen and I married and then, um, then we had a baby and it was kind of like, oh, well, that happened a little quicker than I thought, but because uh, I wanted a good few years to just, you know, keep pursuing what I was doing. And and Helen wanted to pursue uh, art school and all this other stuff. But, you know, life changes. Things change. It doesn't always go as you hope and you plan. And, um, and isn't that just the way it is? It's just life, you know, and, um, but throughout different stages of my life, I always felt this, there, there's always periods where I feel this kind of restlessness and, and I hadn't felt it. In, in, a, in the past few years, not, not, not like right now, you know, right now it's just, uh, I definitely do feel this kind of restless spirit, this restless thing inside of me that tells me, you know, life is going to change and something's going to change. And I, and I just don't, I, I can't, you know, and, and the, the crappy part about it is whenever I feel this way, you know, the, it's like, like I said, it's like having a child that's, you know, it's coming. You just don't know when you don't know what you don't know how, who, you know, and how things are going to turn out. It's just kind of like just something new. And that's what it feels like. It feels like just something new. And, uh, but you just don't know when it's coming. And you just get restless and, and, and you start, and, and if you're like me, I'm, I, I am, if any one thing I can say that one personality trait that fits me is, uh, is, uh, is I'm a very frustrated, I, I, I have no patience. I have zero, zero patience. It's hard for me to sit and wait. It's hard for me to be still. And, uh, I'm reading this book called stillness right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strategy, you know, it's, it's that going at life from this point of, of, of stillness, 
you know, you can react, you can be reactionary. Uh, you know, the new buzz around it is what being proactive or reactive, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, I've always been a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. Uh, very reactive and not proactive. And, uh, I don't know, probably around 20 years ago, I, I decided to stop being reactive and start being proactive and um, I just felt it was the adult thing to do <laughs> as I was hitting 30 and uh, yeah I wake up and I now see a person that uh I don't recognize at times because I'm very, I'm so used to still wanting to be the reactive guy, but because I've become the proactive guy, uh, I sometimes find myself in my proactive state that I'm, uh, I end up stagnant that's the best way I can say it and and I look at things and and I'm I, I overthink and I'm way too careful and I just don't really know how to approach things sometimes and um why am I saying all this? Well, I don't know <laughs> other than to just be sharing with you because you know, there might be people out there that feel like I do. And that's the purpose of the fractured brain. That's the purpose of, of doing these podcasts is, uh, if any one thing I've always wanted to be was relatable. I love the idea. Uh, you know, I, 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 I watched this documentary on, on Bowie, you know, a few months ago, and um, one I hadn't seen, because uh, I've pretty much seen almost everything about the man, but this one I hadn't seen, and, and, and there was one quote in there about Elton John, or Elton John about Bowie, that he, he said, you know, the one thing that I, I loved about him is that we have no idea who he is, we have no idea who he was, uh, you know, he, he's an enigma, he's a mystery, we just have no idea of David Jones was and he lived his life like that and uh, and that was the marvelous mystery about him and you know and Elton's like you know and we should all be that way you know all artists should be that way just live a life shrouded in mystery and I guess while there's a part of that that's very 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 alluring and that makes me want to be that way. I've also wanted to be relatable. Um, it was my approach toward everything. When I would read history books, you know, I, I, I didn't want to romanticize everything, you know, you know, put, place everything in that romantic situation, you know, just, 
and, and even reading scripture, I always wanted flesh and blood on everything. Um, because I wanted to be, I wanted to what I was reading to be relatable to me. And if it wasn't, then it was difficult for me to adapt and accept. And I just have always had this thing. So when I entered the entertainment realm, uh, I always said that I wanted to be that artist that, that was relatable, that wrote about their own life. Uh, maybe not in full detail. And of course you shroud some things and you cover up some things, change the stories. And, you know, like, like you see, uh, the disclaimers on television shows, you know, that, you know, some, some names have been changed to protect the innocent, you know, uh, you know, names, stories, and depictions, you know, uh, so I, I too have always seen, you know, okay, well, I mean, yeah, I don't have to spill everything, but you know, but, and part of why I understand why that's so necessary, especially for an artist is that because you, you when, when you do make yourself relatable and you do make yourself available <laughs> to people, uh, you then lay in a place of vulnerability and when you're vulnerable (laughs) uh, is when you set yourself up for hurt, pain insults Uh, you know people loving you and supporting you one minute and then hating you and berating you the next it's it's just par for the course and uh, so you either choose that you know you'll never know anything about me you know I have my private life or you, like I said, you lay your cards out on the table and then you place yourself at that, that area of vulnerability. And then you have to deal with it as you go. And, um, I guess that's kind of where I've always laid myself and, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's been difficult, uh, at times. And, uh, you know, these last four years of, uh, endeavoring to do music full time and, 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 you know, do my Patreon, do my, uh, music and recordings and, and all this other stuff and, and finally getting the, the Camelot 21 thing done and, and, and you know, working on my new Guidestones record. And I, I, you know, I've met some wonderful people and I've, uh, and, and I have some unbelievable patrons that, <laughs> that are just sticking by me 100%. They are, they're all in. There's a few that, I mean, they, they are just all in They're They're there for the ride. And, you know, whatever the, the, the roller coaster ride is going to bring, whatever the next curve, turn, corner, dip, climb, whatever, they're there for the ride. And then you have those that are just, you know, they come, they join them like, hey, this is what I thought. And then they leave. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. They get a whole boatload of crap and then they bail, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I, I load up, uh, my patrons, you know, with, with a lot of different things. 
and you know and maybe they they look at it and they say this is a boatload of crap i don't <laughs> i mean you know who knows it's definitely strange but but it's been difficult and uh and but but i've just felt some sort of change and i ain't gonna lie uh last mm, two months i've just been wanting to give up just uh go back you know, just go back to the workforce go back to the career that i trained myself in for 16 years in casino marketing and just say you know why deal with all this i'll just go back to that and live my life build a retirement fund and don't worry about anything get sick and die and that's the end of it and there goes jimmy brown and no no musical legacy and you know is what it is but then i received just these unbelievable amounts of emails and and it's always right at those times right at those times it's like in divine intervention divine intelligence calling me and just telling me not to give up <laughs> that that it's reaching people that people are understanding people are getting it and that it helps change people's lives see for me music changed my life and cuz music is a very spiritual thing music is not just something that is and i think that's what always has been my fear of uh as much as i have a, 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 an adoration and love for electronic music I love the electronic music performed by humans. I don't like you know, in other words, humans utilizing electronics to create sounds, textures, notes. Um but what scares me is the 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 prefab beats, the stuff that's already pre-programmed. Uh I shared that uh in my story uh on YouTube you know with what happened with Purple Symmetry was it was when I started hanging around all these young bucks you know uh cuz I decided you know I'm not going to just do this by myself this was around 1997 98 and uh I enlisted all these young bucks around me you know they were in their early 20s I was you know approaching 30 they all knew who I was uh, you know my my fame with deliverance and and so they wanted to work with me and and but like i said when i started seeing uh that you know i was taking forever to put together one song and then you know they were putting stuff together in a matter of an hour sometimes even less and sometimes just a couple of hours but not all the painstaking hours and their stuff sounded good and i was like you know i've got to watch them create so i invited them to come over and they were like you know why don't you have this why don't you have that on your computer why don't you have this and i'm like i'm doing it with a four track and my keyboard you know and uh, my little drum machine that i have here and they're like oh gosh no and guy goes out to his car and you know loads my computer up with all this software and uh and he's like watch 
and he just starts dragging beats, bass lines, uh, chords, and then shows me, yeah, see here, all you do is change the key. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, so the original key, you know, when you load it into the program, it's just in C, but then you can change it to be C, D, B, you know, and, and it just plays the bass line for you. And then, and then the drum beats, you know, if this one sounds good, you throw that in there, here's this and there's that. And it's like, huh. And I'm like, okay, so put together a song and he put one together in like 15 minutes and that sounded really good. And I was like, but you didn't write anything. And then, so now I'm putting together the live band. And I, I guess, you know, we, we, you know, I started getting offers. I was working at Guitar Center at this time. And, and you know, I'm meeting a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, here it was the late 90s. So raves were, were really, really starting to hit. And, you know, underground waves... Uh, raves out in the middle of the desert and you know people would hear my stuff and go man we'd love for you to come and perform you know even if it's only like five or six songs but come and perform so you know I told the guys you know I mean hey the, these opportunities are happening we should we should like get together and and and, and, uh, and one guy I had uh, name was Sean a oh, lovely lovely person absolutely wonderful guy uh, and he had a collection of of, uh, of vintage synthesizers that just like were jaw dropping, and uh, and he shows up, and all of a sudden I realize he can't play. I mean, he can't play at anything. You know, his audition he played. Uh, you know, can't get it. Just can't get enough from Depeche Mode. The one little synth line. Dun, 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 dun. And I was like, oh, okay, he's 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 in, into electronica, so that's cool. Uh, but when I asked him to play, you know, hey, can you play me a G? Can you can you right there transition from A major to A minor? And he had no idea what I was talking about. And then the keyboardist, another keyboardist that I had, because you know we had uh, you know those two keyboardists and then me on keys and guitar, and then we had a guitar player, uh, and then we had a bass player, and then the drums were all going to be you know the, the drum machine. And so <laughs> I go to the other keyboard player and ask the same thing, and, and 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 he couldn't do it. He didn't really know how to play chords. He just knew how to make sounds. And so what he did is he sampled everything from the computer into his keyboard and was able to trigger them. And I'm like, so you're just going to sit there and hold notes. Mm. Okay, guitar player, what do you got? Let's see, you know, and I start showing him chords. Now, he was a little better. He actually kind of had a, a grip on playing. He just wasn't very good, but at least he had a, he had an idea of how to play. Um... You know, he knew chords, he knew, you know, but he was really into the, the dad-gad tuning and, and all that. And, and that's totally fine, as long as you know where, where you're going, what you're doing, and everything else. But um, but his playing, his style was, was really, it lacked, it was, it lacked luster for me. It just didn't, it, it, it just, he was very sloppy and, you know, and oddly enough, the guy that, that, 
I thought for sure wasn't going to work out. He just, he didn't look like he was supposed to be in a band. He didn't, uh, he was from Texas and he had this thick draw and he was like, my, you know, and, 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 uh, and he kept calling the band fearful cemetery and not fearful symmetry. <laughs> so yeah, God bless Chad. He's a good, good, good guy. But, uh, but he turns out to be the most talented. I mean, he could actually play bass. I mean, he was a really good bass player. And, and he's got to look at it and, and, and we, he hangs back and I'm, you know, he, he gives me a ride home and, uh, he, he tells me, you know, I, you know, I know all these other guys are your friends, but you know, they're a bunch of lamos, man. They don't play. And you know, you're, you're, you're a serious musician. I'm a serious musician, but these, these guys are a bunch of lamos, you know? And I'm like, well, let's try to make it work. You know, let's try it. Let's try it. And we, and we did, we cracked at it for a few months and, and, uh, then, you know, it just kind of fell apart and, I tried recording with the guys um, because I saw they had something. They really did, primarily David. Um, but but and then Jay later on, uh, we worked on some stuff. But you know, it it all just kind of fell by the wayside because you know these guys were just not pros, and and I was I was so used to working with pros. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know how I got off to that tangent, but. I guess what, what, what now I've, I've, I've read articles and I've actually heard, uh, symphonies and compositions that are being written by computers, not by a person programming the computer, but artificial intelligence writing songs. <laughs> and, and nice songs too, not, uh, just, you know basic dorky pop. I mean, I'm talking symphonies and that's scary because it's a replacement of the human being. And obviously if it's ever to be put out there, you know, live musicians would have to learn the the stuff and, and live musicians did play on the composition. It was just that the whole composition was written by a computer program by an AI and it's just kind of scary to think that we can be taken over and replaced because again music isn't meant to be eyes and O's digital information music is spiritual music is heartfelt it comes from the heart comes from the creator not only the creator of the song but the creator of the universe because everything originates with God and then it translates through us so that's why when someone says it changed my life this album that you did changed my life That one song that you recorded changed my life. Made me view God, scripture, whatever, my personal problems, whatever, in a different light. And it helped me. So, 
maybe through the suffering as an artist, maybe through the highs, the lows, the peaks, the valleys. As long as it reaches somebody, then that's my duty. And it's a tough road. It's a tough road. And yeah, I can find a place of comfort financially. But, you know, like uh, this rabbi I love listening to, like he said, money only buys comfort. It can't buy happiness. Money only buys things, but it doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. So, we do what we do. We do what we do. Thanks for listening, as always. You've been listening to The Fractured Brain. You have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, In the UK, it's already 8 o'clock in the morning, or 8.30 here. It's uh, on the West Coast. It's 12 o'clock. On the East Coast, it's 3 o'clock. So that means you guys are getting on your day, or you're still sleeping, and you will be getting on your day here soon. I have to wake up in about six hours and go to work. Um, So I got to try to get some sleep. (laughs) But so it goes. It is what it is. But you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow. And if your day is starting now, have yourself a wonderful day today. So loves, hugs, kisses, blessings. And we will talk to you all soon. You're listening to The Fractured Brain.